from the basement of Ann Arbor, Michigan, it's the Siggy Lama Show, starring Sigmund Lamar. In this, the current episode, we open the vaults. And hopefully we don't get locked in there, because we don't want a flashback episode. Right? Right? And now, the man who hasn't been painting in his basement because he's been painting his basement, Sigmund Lamar! I honestly have no idea what happened to the drums there. Hi, Sigmund here with episode number 10 of the Siggy Lama Show, our 16th installment of this fine institution of irregular podcasting. Thank you for your patience and perseverance. And perspicacity and perspiration as you waited for this next one to amble along down your earphone tube. <laughs> it's a tube connecting your earphone to your phone. Um, what have I been up to? Uh, a whole heck of a lot. None of it Blood Bowl related. Well, some of it is Blood Bowl related. Uh, in the local league, the Blockham League. Here in Ann Arbor, uh, my elf team, my pro-elf team, the uh, Alfheimer Ethernauts, uh, had an elimination match in the final regular season game, so a virtual playoff game, to try to claim that fourth and final playoff seed. Actually, it would have been the third playoff seed, um, as, as it happened. Um, it was either win or go home against the pro-elves of Elf and Me Softly, coached by Taftman. And uh, and we lost. We lost. Uh, we lost two to one. No, it was, it was three to two. It was one of those back and forth kind of games where um, I, you know, I just needed to make that one turnover. It was an all offense. You know, every offense scored kind of game, and uh, nobody could make the defensive stop that was needed. Uh, it was a very close TV match. Like fifty, I think I had fifty. K and inducements to buy a, a Bloodweiser keg, uh, as we like to say, uh, being so progressive here in Ann Arbor. It was a good match. It was a fun match. Uh, it was a good cap to a frustrating season. I've talked about the random skills being one of only two teams uh, to, to do the random skills. It makes it a little tough. makes it a little tough. Still never got a single dodge skill on my elf team. Uh, which is pretty weird. And facing a team with uh, an elf team with six dodge, uh, I think five of those were blodgers and a strength four blitzer. I never got a skill increase either. So that didn't even, this where the random would neither have helped nor hurt, uh, never came up on my team. So I'm going to retire that team. They're going to play in the dungeon bowl. Well, we let new. New team start in the Dungeon Bowl. Uh, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I feel weird about that rule, but uh, why force someone to play a team that they don't want to play, that they're going to retire? The point of the league is to have fun, so whatever is most fun for people is what I'm... So I might start the new team, which will be, it's going to be another pro-elf team, but not playing... With random skills, just because uh, in in the environment, if everyone is doing it, it'd be awesome. But 
being one of two teams among nine doing it, it was just it was just too frustrating. And so I'm going to run another uh, pro elf team. So what's what this has been has been the farm team, the Ethernauts, and now uh, just a couple of them, uh, Luna Orbiter and um, Annie Skywalker are going to make the cut uh, in the new pro-level team, which is going to be the Alfheimer Ethernauts. No, sorry, Aeronauts, the uh, Alfheimer Aeronauts. So a Blitzer and a Catcher are going to move up. Uh, I'll reset their skills, but, uh, you know, because they get the rookie jitters being on a new team. But uh, And instead I'm going to uh, play with hard four-minute turn limits where four minutes up, turnover. Going to try to train myself to play better and more funly at tournaments. So that's my project for next season. In the meantime, the first round of the playoffs has happened. The other random skill team, that would be Matt Vanderbees, Delavis, uh, his Kemry team, making the playoffs, defending champions, playing with random skills, and has won the first-round game against that self-same Elf and Me Softly uh, in overtime. So at least the, the High Elves gave him a good game, but not enough. And those those Camry, those tricky, tricky Camry, started just removing Elves left and right in overtime. They march on to face the winner of the uh, Dark Elf Chaos Dwarf match, Spiteful Jest versus Black Death. And Spiteful Jest took that one in a in a one nothing match. So we our title game is gonna be uh Alex Bessinger, Wigwam, uh his Dark Elf team against against uh, Matt's Kemry. So we'll see how that goes. Playing for the Chaos Cup. Is it the Chaos Cup? No, it's the Spike. Playing for the Spike. I should know that because I was the last. I've won the last two Spike trophies in our league. So it's my first time. Not not going to be holding the Spike. I'm used to having a fan favorite for the league. Not going to happen now. Oh, well. Times have moved on. They sure have. This time is moving on. What do I want to talk about? Uh, Chaos Cup's coming up. Zlurpy is coming up. I don't know if you heard the news, if you got the big announcement on the Zlurpcast. This is going to be the last big Zlurpy Bowl. Brian Mitchell has said he's he's going to go to a more a small-scale uh, tournament for Zlurpy from now on, or at least, you know, for the planned future. And to my deep regret, I won't be able to make it. So I have attended exactly two Slurpee Bowls, and the next one I make will be something, a different different kind of thing. Little, little choked up, a little misty-eyed right now. But I will be at Chaos Cup, so hope to see you all there. I do need to get this team painted. I have not been spending the time. So i got to work on that. Uh, I, I don't think I've painted at all since the, that paint cast uh so many months ago gotta get on that 
But speaking of league play and tournament play, uh, something has occurred to me lately how uh, completely relaxed I've been in these high-pressure league matches, whereas I used to get really nervous just for league matches. I used to get really hyped up for them. Uh, even in the Sinai League, back when I was playing in the, in the Goblin Sinai League, uh, in, the, in the summertime, I would get so nervous for a big match that I would get cold and jittery and have to wear like a stocking hat indoors. I get nervy. I get nervy. My wife would make fun of me, but there I would be in my winter hat in the middle of July to play against someone I couldn't even see, which makes it worse. It makes it worse when you're on uh, when you're on the cyanide because you can't see. You can't see your opponent. You, you know, it feels more like you're just playing against the computer, in which case uh, you feel more cheated when you don't get victory, when you don't get you what, what you want, you know. Like my patience is so limited now to sit down and play a one-player computer game where if, if it's not going right, like I just want to go on a power trip basically when I sit down to play one of those games. I used to get really into... The whole idea of, you know, a, a realistic challenge and, you know, playing hardcore mode or, um, you know, really like taking the stakes very seriously and, uh, you know, letting the game punish me if I did something wrong. I, I thought that was exciting. And now I, I just I, I will have none of it. I have too much real responsibility in my life. And so when I play a game, I just kind of want to be freewheeling. just want to not have a care in the world. It's like when I'm at the arcade playing a racing game, never ever touch the brake. It's just I I'm going to drive the the way I can't drive in real life and that's just a I'm going to ram into walls. I don't care. Um just like in fight games, never touch the block button. I never have. Um just you know, I this is the one time in my life I'm not going to be afraid of getting hit in the face. That's just the way it is. And so it is with uh, what? So it is with what? I felt like I was going to, I was confident I was going to circle back to a point with that. And I don't know how I got here. Um, anyway, but now when I play uh, league games, I'm totally chill. But when I go on to tournaments, I still get... I still get nervous. I'm getting better about it. I'm not getting as nervous, but I still get, you know, you win those first two games and you're like, I got to win this next game. Like you get, you tighten up. I do. I tighten up. And I'm trying to figure out why. I'm trying to dig out like the root of this phenomenon. Why do I, why do I still get nervous about tournament games and not about league games? And I have to, I have to guess it's about, Fear of looking dumb or feeling dumb or just feeling like a bad coach, feeling inadequate. I don't feel that way in the league anymore. I feel like I've proven myself, I guess, or even uh, as a as a commissioner, it would be uh, pretty lame to like dominate my league or even to just keep trading championships with Matt. You know, I don't want to. 
I don't want to ruin the environment of my own league, so I kind of feel like I should lose once in a while. Not that I've had any trouble fulfilling that obligation lately. I certainly haven't been throwing matches, uh, but it's kind of it's almost relaxing to lose because of that. I guess just like in uh, in a tournament to lose your first game, that that can be kind of relaxing too, right? Because like, oh well, it's going to be that kind of tournament. Fine, just going to be here to have fun and play games. Uh, but then you start winning, and now you tighten up. And every game you win, you feel more and more like you should win the next one. And then if you don't win the next one, you, it reflects somehow on your character or on your intelligence. And, it, you know, obviously it doesn't and shouldn't. Um, but that, that must be it. It must be like fear. Fear of being dumb. People looking down on me. I think that's at the root of mine. I think that's it. I, uh, I don't, you know, I guess I could even get mad at myself if I know I made a dumb move or if I know that I gave up on the game somehow. Uh, it wouldn't be bad. It's, it's not so bad if you lose a close game that you, you played well. At least it's what I keep telling myself. I don't know. I don't really have a point here. I just thought I would reflect, reflect on that feeling. Tell me how you reflect on those feelings. Email me at sigilama at gmail.com or uh, send me a tweet at sigilama. It's just, that's just sigilama. S-I-G-G-Y-L-L-A-M-A. You could even make a song out of it. So please do send me your thoughts and reflections. And uh, I would love to hear from you. Let's move on. After this. Look, here's a riddle. What kind of poison makes bugs live forever? Hmm, what kind of poison makes bugs live forever? I know. Cyanide. <laughs> so, we were talking about Slurpee Bowl, and last year I showed up with a, uh, a a new feature once again making Blood Bowl podcast history with the Siggy Lama Show Way Homer episode number one, and handed those out to folks that were in attendance. It was a unique, some unique content on there, something to listen to on the drive home. A unique one of a kind giveaway, except for I made several copies. Then I got some requests from. Some that couldn't attend to get a copy. This is back when people were enthusiastic about the podcast still. And I said, sorry, it was an exclusive. I said it was exclusive. I got to stick to my word. It's going in the vault. Well, guess what, folks? I'm all out of material. So it's coming out of the vault. So let me just uh, open this thing up. <clears throat> that was it. And... <laughs> And now you get to hear, for the first time, in podcast form, Way Homer number one from Zlurpy Bowl 2014. Now remember, this was a CD, and uh, 
<clears throat> it was broken up into tracks. They will not be broken up into tracks here because that's not how this works. So you're going to just listen to it straight through. If you've already heard this, there's more coming after. So just relive it and uh, stick around for some bonus material that's coming your way. Okay? I hope you'll stay with me. Okay, here it comes. Way Homer number one. Ready? Go. The Siggy Lama Show. The Siggy Lama Show. Episode to listen to on the way home. Welcome to the first ever Way Homer episode of The Siggy Lama Show. To my knowledge, the first ever Blood Bowl podcast episode specifically designed to be listened to on the way home from a tournament. In this episode, we offer an instant wrap-up of the tournament you just attended. And what a great time we all had, huh? No wonder it's considered the best Blood Bowl tournament in the United States, or the second best, depending on whom you're talking to, or, or the third best in North America, if you're in a still slimmer minority. But that's neither here nor there, because we can all agree that Slurpee Bowl 10 was the best Blood Bowl tournament ever to date. The hit of the summer. The blurred lines of summer hits, except one year later, and in this case, the blurred lines being on the pitch as a result of excessive drinking during games night. Oh, but what a games night. Remember when everyone cheered your name as you walked into Brian's house on Friday night after that long drive into Indianapolis with what's-his-name and the other one? Oh, they still owe you gas money, by the way. Make sure you collect on that. And after you made your rounds, clasping friend and foe alike in a warm embrace, a presage of hotly anticipated simulated bloodshed, you settled down to a series of casual games that were decidedly not Blood Bowl, staying up too late and drinking too much because, really, what better way to prepare for a competitive event in which you've invested time, money, and a disproportionate emotional energy? But you had some great laughs while almost winning that new game Saul brought and getting trounced in that old game Saul brought. And you'd just gotten the rules explained to you in that third game when your ride announced that he was going back to the hotel and everyone cursed you out because now you've screwed up the setup. So you went back and collapsed into your hotel bed and good thing you wore yourself out because otherwise, how would you have slept through your roommate's snoring? See, everything works itself out. Then came Saturday and the tournament was on. Now look, before we get to the results of the individual matches, let's take a moment to compliment Brian, Brian Mitchell, extreme, for running yet another great tournament. He always does that extra thing, goes that extra mile to make it entertaining for all involved. All the little extra prizes he gives out, like, like this year, he knitted everyone a dice snood. It's kind of like a dice cozy, but he kept calling it a snood. Either way, my dice will be very comfortable and warm in there from now on. And who could forget the special appearance by none other than Golden Toe Joe himself, giving headbutts and crotch kicks to everyone. Oh, what a treat. And who was that in that foam costume anyway? I have my guesses based on the way he kept rubbing against me. Anyway, it was such a good time. You were pretty much guaranteed to have fun no matter how your team was performing on the pitch. Oh, and about those matches. If you won a trophy... Proceed to track three. If you did not win a trophy, skip to track four. 
Congratulations, you won a trophy. Wow, you sure had to win a lot of games or lose a lot or score or allow a lot of touchdowns or casualties to do what you did. You ought to be beaming the entire drive home after accomplishing what you accomplished. Just look at that trophy. Yes, while you're driving, you deserve it. I hope <laughs> I hope you leave it right next to you in the car. In fact, right now, I want you to stop the car, make that loser riding shotgun move into the back seat, and seatbelt your trophy into the passenger seat right next to you. Yes, even if that guy also won something. You should both do it at the same time. You'll figure it out. Because you're winners. Now, to get your audio reward, skip to track five. Don't listen to track four. Track four is not for you. I'm serious. Skip ahead to track five. I'm watching you. Now, you win one goddamn trophy and you think you're entitled to everything. <sighs> Look. So the games didn't go exactly the way you planned. And I know you were hoping not to have to play against so many dwarf teams. And if you look at how many coaches were playing for the love of the game rosters, statistically speaking, shouldn't you have gotten to play against more of them? All that's true. But what are you complaining about? You have great memories, and nobody can take that away from you. Like that past Slurpee champion who's down at the lower tables complaining about how his bad luck was messing up everything and the look on his face. Oh, the schadenfreude. And what about all the butt cracks and smelly farts? And the time the one guy made the joke about the thing? Isn't this really why we plan these trips half a year in advance? It's for the camaraderie. The atmosphere. The fartmosphere. This is real Blood Bowl. Those other people, the trophy winners, who spend all that time tweaking and playtesting tournament builds and studying tactics all day, they want you to think they're having fun. But you know that they know in their hearts that they're missing out on all these aspects of life, all these parts of the tournament that they can't even make room in their mind for because they're Got their nose in some stuffy old book. You know, those books about Blood Bowl strategy that you can buy in the store. Those old stuffy ones. Oh, and one more thing. Don't blame your losing on the dice. It's all your fault. I mean, geez, didn't you at least playtest your roster? Well, the, all I can offer you now is an audio salve to help relieve the pain of your disastrous weekend. So, here, available for the first time on CD, on their own separate tracks, so you don't have to listen to anyone talking if you don't want to, a couple of Blood Bowl songs. Joe was a miner, tough as iron. Emma was the terror of his home. Joe had a heart forged from beating gold. But Joe's heart was no match for Emma's own. The mountain folk knew Emma was the dodgy type. 
Joe thought he could tackle her just the same. But every time they clashed, poor Joe's hopes were dashed, and he felt his iron hands turn to clay. How a man's cut down to half his size. A woman stole his golden soul. How a good man becomes numb and wholly cold. But deep down he still has a golden toe. The whistle blows and he goes down to the cherub lodge. And he'll rack all the brains in his head. Succumbing to those half pints of black label scotch And in that cup of chaos he'll drown his dread And when he finally beds down, heads to nap town Those faint and faded dreams refill his head They're raised in his banner in the big house once again until he wakes and sees Emma there instead. How a man's cut down to half his size. A woman stole his golden soul. How a good man becomes numb and wholly cold. If deep down he still has a golden toe. And when that mind collapsed, no cause was cited. Though many noted Emma's lack of concern. She was there to watch those forty miners go down. And long gone when eleven never returned. Some say that she bribed the pension office. Some say the explosion was Amazon. Some say that Joe had a secret weapon of his own. Some say Joe's still kicking somewhere below. How a man's cut down to half his size. A woman stole his golden soul. How a good man becomes numb and wholly cold But deep down he still has that golden toe She couldn't take away his golden toe A path of my dice have closed the stars And they've derailed the boxcars Seems like they're deep six in everything I try I swap them out for new ones I just need a two once and I roll two ones Tell me, Appa, how do snakes bite? 
light with their eyes. Apart my dice, will your skills allow me to re-roll them twice? Is there nothing you can do? After my re-rolls have been burned And all of my turns have been overturned Between them and me I'm not sure who's been rolled Did I store them with my figs Right up against a witch elf's tit Tell me, Appa How did they go so cold? Apart my die On my small sample size Just tell me how long will I die Angel of Nuffle Who asked you to descend I hope to get one star player points before the end Now the maimed in the deceased have got my last three MVPs and I'm wondering why I seek out this distress I swear my results are worse than random whether I tower or cup or hand them I should ditch this pitch and take up battle chess Apart my dice you say my skull multiplies Don't say it's only in my head It's not just in my head And as a special preview, since it fits on the CD anyway, here is episode number one of my podcast, The Siggy Lama Show, presented in its entirety, also available in the iTunes store. If you like any of this, please subscribe, leave a review, all that usual podcast stuff. And uh, now if you'll excuse me while you listen to this, I don't really need to hear it again. Uh, no, 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 you go ahead and listen. I'm just going to go off and check out the latest Slurpcast or both down. The three die block, or pitch invasion, or Oka Cola cast. Boy, a lot of these all of a sudden. And then it played the entire episode number one of the Siggy Lama show, which uh, wouldn't it be hilarious if I did that right here? What, what would be hilarious is if every 10 episodes I included the entirety of the episode from 10 episodes ago. So then uh, episode 20 would be include this episode, which also includes episode one. And then it just keeps ballooning from there. Is that like Ouroboros or is that like something else? That's like the snake eating his tail and then pooping it back out his tail into his mouth. And then back out his tail into his mouth again. Something like that. So that was that. Was that fun? Sorry you missed that. 
uh, episode, uh, sorry, episode, Way Homer number two um, actually had a lot more original content. So um, if I'm ever desperate enough to open the vaults again, there'll be a lot more, a big, bigger, juicier surprise for you. Um, Way Homer number three. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Chaos Cup is coming up in September. I'm going to have something. I'm going to have a best of CD for sale. Um, I might have something else uh, to promote the show for those who haven't heard it. So it's probably going to be like a full episode on CD kind of thing. Uh, and then something else bonus material for uh, the fans, for the, for the fans. Something you got to ask for or you don't get it. So that's going to be, that's my goal. That's my ambition. So three things. Can I get three things together and have my team painted? I can't even get my monthly podcast out. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm telling you all about it now so you can only be disappointed. That's my goal. Well, as long as I've got this vault open, what else I've got in here for, to share with you? Uh, how about a cartoon? I did this back in college. Let's put this on. Let me set up the projector and uh, treat you to Jack Morgan, Investigative Emergency Room Nurse, episode number one. Here it is. Meanwhile, at St. Harmonica Hospital... Gee, another slow day in the emergency room. Yes, it sure is, Charlie Chuck. You know, Mr. Morgan... Uh, that's Nurse Morgan. Sorry. I was thinking of ways we could drum up business. Like what? I don't know. Maybe we could circulate coupons in the local paper's Sunday edition. Or maybe we could hire a biker gang. Uh, hold that thought, Jimmy. That's Charlie Chuck. It looks like we got a customer. There he is walking through the door. Ow! Uh, ow, is there something the matter? Yes, I am in intense pain. That's interesting. Uh, so what brings you to the emergency room? My spleen. Hmm, well, uh, next time call an ambulance instead. No, you misunderstand me. My spleen. I think it's ruptured. Well, uh, we'll have to look at that then. But first I'll need you to fill out these forms. I can't. Why not? I need both my hands to hold my spleen in. Well, uh, that is against procedure, but seeing as this is a special emergency, we'll write in the answers for you. Thank you. All right, name? Powder. Dr. Colin Powder. Dr. Colin, eh? Um, so you must be a proctologist. Actually, I'm a chiropractor. Well, that explains why you're here. If the spleen were located in the back, you'd be able to treat it yourself. <laughs> ah. Well, in this modern age of specialized medicine, it is not uncommon for we doctors to rely on each other for treatment. Except one thing, Powder. I'm not a doctor. You're not? No, I'm Jack Morgan, investigative emergency room nurse. A nurse? Well, I never. You just have. Why, when I come to the emergency room, I expect to see a surgeon. Imagine a certified doctor being treated by a nurse. Where is your resident, resident surgeon? Here I am. You're a surgeon? Yep. Femur, knee, fibula. Sorry, I'm tired. Resident operator. And where, am I ask, were you when I was left to be treated by a nurse? What? You mean Nurse Morgan? Why, he's the finest nurse I've ever had the privilege to witness perform. I trust his medical judgment over that of any licensed physician. Well, you just may, Dr. Fibia, but some of us in the medical community don't approve of such breach of practice. And I'll see to it personally that your little emergency room stand fails miserably. You can count on me being your rival, nemesis, and foil. 
there he goes out the door. Gosh, he left in a tizzy. I have a feeling we'll be seeing Dr. Colin Powder again, Charlie Chuck. Because he swore vengeance on you and your emergency room? No, because he left his spleen. <laughs> Stay tuned for the further adventures of Jack Morgan, investigative emergency room nurse. Questions, comments, complaints? Jumping right into the post-game sequence here, we have an email from Jonas Lindgren. He writes, this is from ways back, he writes, Hello again, Sigmund. Small complaint. Ost means cheese in Swedish. I had said, uh, after he sent me the uh, awesome, awesome singing uh, clips from the Banquet Bowl, uh, that I thought Ost meant egg. Uh, but he says, he complains to say Ost means cheese in Swedish. And I use the Z to make it cooler. So it's really spelled O-S-T. Uh, egg is ag in Swedish. I'm guessing there. Taking a stab at an egg. It's not what you usually do with an egg unless it's been fried or scrambled. Then you can take a stab with your fork. Otherwise, I'm digressing. Uh, but same pronunciation despite the spelling difference. Uh, and I replied... I'm going to give you all the benefit of my witty reply. I said, really? I would have sworn you told me egg. And I really do. I thought I had a very vivid memory of him telling me this at uh, whatever that place was after Chaos Cup 2013. Um, We went to some sports bar or something. Whatever the Saturday night outing was that year. And uh, I remember, I, I thought I remember him telling me then that Ozd meant Egg. Anyway, uh, as I wrote, uh, perhaps I was unduly influenced by that shaved head of his. Uh, So, there's that. Complaint. Registered. Also, some comments on uh, the Talk Fantasy Football forums. There is a little podcast section under the community section. You know, I used to get a lot more comments, and I've talked to the other podcasters, and they agree. We used to get a lot more visits to our threads uh, back when we were in the general section. People just don't seem to encounter us anymore, not going out of their way to the separate podcast section. So uh, so all you, all you TFF moderators out there listening, please, please move us back to the general section. I know it felt all organized to move us off, but you've in our little ghetto there we don't uh we don't get quite the the discussion going that we used to anyway uh some comments there about uh folks that were taken in by the noob school segment uh so getting some good getting good feedback there about well uh how uh, how their negative feedback, or what was on the verge of becoming negative feedback, uh, quickly turned around and became positive feedback uh, at the crucial at the crucial juncture of the noob school interview. Um, and if you haven't heard it, please go back and listen to episode number eight. I hope it'll be well worth your time. I know it was worth mine. And speaking of episodes and feedback, episode number nine, paincast number two. I don't know how that went over. I didn't get a lot of feedback about that. I was really surprised by how much I got for the first one. So I thought, let's do it again. 
And uh, it was the first time I ever repeated a segment on the Siggy Lama show. And uh, it's been kind of crickets. So I don't know. Did it just, did I do a bad, did I do a bad paincast, everybody? Are you just not caught up on the show? Do I need to give you three months in between episodes to give you a chance to, to listen to them all? Tell me what I need to be doing. Help me help you. I want to serve you. I'm your podcaster here. So let me know how that went. I should give you more time. Sometimes I get behind too. And so maybe the feedback, maybe it'll come back in waves. So let me know how that went. Thanks. And that's it for questions, comments, complaints. Any questions? Any comments? Any Please send yours by email or Twitter or on the Facebook. Got a Facebook group, which I need to think about attending. Uh, oh, one more. Um, Jason Casebolt got his prize for his uh, winning entry in the What Does Siggy's Voice Look Like contest. Uh, I drew him a picture uh, drawn while watching the montage of Heck, the documentary on Kurt Cobain. And uh, sent that, and uh, his feedback, I think, was uh, two words. He said, it's magical. Uh, and he was nice enough to uh, send a picture, which I didn't think to scan it before I mailed it off. So I should uh, I should post that to the uh, Facebook page so you can all can see what you can get if you ever win another contest, if I ever do another one. Speaking of which, Jim Luft of... Bloodbowlblog.com uh, sent me some swag to uh, commemorate, promote his hooky bowl. Hooky bowl makes me think of a hooky lao. Do you think they have a hooky lao at the hooky bowl? Do they throw their net into the sea? Do all the ama ama come and swim into them? Hmm. Smells good in my brain. Well, regardless, the Hooky Bowl took place back in April in uh, Pennsylvania. Where in Pennsylvania? Uh, I don't know where. Emerald Vale Games. Oh, Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. April 17th. It was on a Friday. Friday. Thus, you'd have to play hooky in order to attend. Uh, and there you have there you have your name and your theme. It's a Ferris Bueller's Day Off themed tournament. And he's got these, uh, oh, with the Lord Borak twist, which is how I always, I always like mine straight, but um, you can also have it with the twist of Lord Borak. And uh, the dice have got, uh, one has, uh, the six is, no, was it the ones? No, what the heck? Oh, boy. Look at this. I hadn't, I, now I'm just noticing that on one of them, the six is Lord Borak. On the other die, the one is Principal Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. A controversial choice, I think, uh, to make the the the, the custom side uh, a six on one die and a one on the other. Um, so you'll be running around in circles just like Principal Rooney trying to keep track of which is the... Which is the what 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 your opponent just rolled when those special pictures come up? So it's a, that makes this an even more rare and special collector's item. 
they'll be talking about this when Hooky Bowl 2 inevitably comes around next summer to follow on the success of Hooky Bowl 1. So uh, if you want to get your hands on the still-sealed and mint-condition Hooky Bowl dice, uh, why don't you enter the Siggy Lama Show Write a Blood Bowl Riddle Contest? Earlier in the episode, you heard uh, Tennessee Tuxedo and Chumley and Mr. Whoopi, Professor Dr. Whoopi. There was a doctor? Professor? What What exactly are his credentials? Did he? What institute of higher learning did he learn the craft of Whoopi? Is he, did he, is he, is he a student of Dr. Ruth Westheimer? Did they study together at the, the Masters and Johnson Institute? She always did seem kind of like a cartoon character. Well, you see, the penguin and the valves are incompatible sexually. Their private parts do not match up. Well, Archimedes solved this problem with his invention, the Archimedes screw. It's a simple matter of physics. Let me diagram it for you. Phineas J. Whoopi, you're a genius. I can't wait to get started. Okay, enough of that. Riddles, we're talking riddles. That whole cast of characters you just heard, minus Dr. Ruth, they got together and wrote a bunch of Blood Bowl riddles. That's the awesome thing. They're all really into Blood Bowl all of a sudden. Word's gotten around back to the 1960s underdog show. It's catching on. So they, uh, they've written a whole bunch of Blood Bowl-themed riddles, but we need more. We need more, folks. And that's where you come in. Send us your Blood Bowl jokes. Uh, not jokes. Riddles. It's got to be riddles. So no, no funny uh, like story jokes. It's got to be in riddle form, like you'd find in a joke book in your school's library. Your, preferably your grade school library. I think that's the kind of joke I'm looking for. Um, send those in. Write me some riddles. Send those in. The best three riddles will each win a pair of hooky bowl dice. So that Ferris Bueller, he sure thinks he's a jokester. See what kind of jokester you are. Writing me up some blood bowl riddles. And uh, I'm going to give you some time. See, I've got three riddles written, so I got I got three episodes worth of riddles. So uh, we're just gonna let this go until past the next, the first episode after Chaos Cup. That's gonna be where I'll announce the winners. So you have until Chaos Cup, and then maybe a smidgen after to get your entries in to Sigilama at gmail.com. Sigilama on Twitter, the Sigilama Show on Facebook, and wherever. I can be found in person and a riddle placed into my hand or ear uh, in written form or in spoken form, respectively, please. And that's enough show, don't you think? This remains the Sigilama Show. Thank you once again for joining us. Next episode, I have no earthly idea maybe something involving Matt Vanderbee maybe that idea I pitched to him over a year ago 
no time like the present make that happen. This episode's cartoon starred Aaron Odlin as Nurse Jack Morgan, Lucas Hackett as his faithful orderly, Charlie Chuck, Brian Lutz as Dr. Femurny Fibula, and Vince LeCant as Dr. Colin Powder. And announcing by me. Please listen to all other Blood Bowl podcasts. All other Blood Bowl podcasts are worthy of your time. Even if I can't get around to listening to them all anymore. Make sure you check out that Critical Hit Cup episode. We've all been waiting for it for years and years and years. If you like the Siggy Lama show, you'll get little slices of it right in there. Right in that Three Die Block episode. It's like a sleeper cell. And thank you for your kind attention. Everybody loves the hooky lam. Where the lau lau is, the cow cow at the hooky lam. Oh, we throw the net out into the sea, and all the yum yum come a swimming to me. Oh, we're going to the hooky lam. Hooky 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 lam. What a wonderful day for fishing. The old Hawaiian way And the hooky lau net we're swishing Down at old Laiebe Oh, we're going to the hooky lau Hooky, 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 hooky lau Everybody loves the hooky lau Where the lau lau is the cow cow at the hooky lau Oh, we throw the net out into the sea And all the yum-a-umma come a-swimming to me Oh, we're going to the hooky-law Hooky-hooky-hooky-hooky-hooky-law The old Hawaiian way And the hooky lau net we're swishing Down at old Laie Bay Oh, we're going to the hooky lau Hooky, 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 hooky lau Everybody loves the hooky lau Where the lau lau is the cow cow at the hooky lau Oh, we throw the net out into the sea And all the yum-a-umma come swimming to me Oh, we're going to the hooky-law Hooky-hooky-hooky-hooky-hooky-law hooky, 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 hooky,